Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Corral, and I'm here today to give you a word from the Lord because you are so precious to God. But first, before we begin today's teaching, I want to welcome you. And also for those of you that are joining us for the first time, I want to invite you to go to our website at mydayofdestiny.com. There you can see and hear all of our podcasts. You can select any podcast you choose and listen to it and add to your spiritual curriculum and add to your library and experience the wealth of wisdom that God wants to give you for your ministry, for your destiny, for your place, for your position. Now, beloved saints, let's go to the word of God. So often when we go through emotional pain and go through deep traumatic experiences and when that experience continues to proliferate in our lives, we oftentimes say, when will it stop hurting? When will I get my life back? Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Corral, and I'm here today to tell you about the God that we serve. He is the rebuilder of our ruins. You know, in the Latin language, the word ruins is a word that means to collapse. And for some of us, our dreams have collapsed. We've gone through a time of testing, trial. We've even seen some of our dreams disappear and wonder, will it ever be restored like it was before? You see, it takes so much courage to face the storm and to know that the God that we serve is a God who promises a comeback after the crisis. Here's how you know that the God that you serve is about to shift you into something so supernatural. The God that you serve is a God who promises to rebuild your ruins. Here's what the word of God says. I will cause you to dwell in the cities and the wastes shall be builded. What does it mean the wastes shall be builded? The waste places, the ruined places. You say, Dr. Corral, what are the ruined places? I want you to know that a broken dream, a broken heart, a destroyed relationship is just like the ruined places. But I want you to know that God has promised you he's going to rebuild the ruins. Look what the word says in Ezekiel 36, looking at verse 36. The Bible says in the last line, you shall know that I, the Lord, build the ruined places. He is the rebuilder of your ruins. It's not your destiny to stay stuck in the storm. This is why 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 tells us something so phenomenal. The Bible says, but our light affliction, but is just for a moment, just for a moment, not forever, just for a moment works for us a far more and exceeding eternal weight in glory. It means that all of this pain is going to be used to train 
for greatness. This is why the, the psalmist David said in Psalm 71, verse 20, he said, you've taken me through deep and dark places. You've shown me sore troubles, but you will revive me again. You will comfort me on every side and increase my greatness. I want you to know you cannot lose, child of God. You are going forward. As a matter of fact, God has promised during this season, this is a season of recovery. This is a season of recovering the ruins. This is a season God is rebuilding your dream. You see, this is a time of rebuilding. This is the time of reestablishing. This is the time of taking back territory. This is the time that God is going to give you double for your shame, a time of divine compensation for all your tribulation, Isaiah 61 verse 7. So God wants you to know that you are to fear not. He loves you with an everlasting love. And today's message is going to strengthen you and give you the hope and give you the anointing to go forward. This is why the Bible says in Psalm 126 verses five and six, but I want you to remember verse one. The Bible says in Psalm 126 verse one, when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. I want you to know once you start dreaming again, once you start hoping again, once you get the vision back again, once you get your hope back again, once you start creating again, once you start going forward again, that's the sign. The bondage is broken. When the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. And the Bible says every single tear you ever cried. I want you to know the God that you serve puts validation on your desperation. He is the God who is able to put a price tag on your pain. And you know what that means? That means they that sow in tears are going to reap in joy. He that goes forth weeping, bearing precious seed. This means that your sorrow, your trial, your tribulation has just been seed for your future. God is saying you cannot fail. God wants you to know if you pick yourself up and allow God to give you the strength to go forward, you will see double for your shame. The Bible says he that goeth forth and weeps bearing precious seed will doubtless come again. That means there is a comeback after the crisis. He will doubtless come again, rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Now, beloved saints, I want you to go live with us to the service in your Belinda for the 21 days of messianic miracles. I believe this is the time of reconstruction after any destruction in your life. This is the time of taking back territory. I want to fill you with faith today because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Know that God is going to cause you to forget. The Manasseh miracle is yours today. Forgetting, forgetting those things that are behind and pressing forward to those things that are before. Now, let's go live to the service in your Belinda and I will come back and pray for you because he is the rebuilder of your ruins. 
represents night seasons because you see in the Hebrew language, evening is not the same thing as night. Evening is a mixture of the day and the night. But I want you to know that the night oftentimes is referring to a season in our life. You see, a night can be a year. A night can be five years. A night can be a holocaust. I hope somebody's listening to me. A night can be five years, 10 years. A night can be 24 hours or a night can be three weeks. God wants you to know that your night has been ignited with the fire of God and God is going to do something with your night. I hope somebody understands what I'm talking about. That's why God wasn't interested in the ashes of the daytime offering. He was interested in the ashes that came from the night offering. The one that had the fire burning the whole night. Now the priest, and it would be taken place since it's before the morning offering because you cannot offer the morning offering till this service is done. It's the first service of the day. So the question arises, why is this first? Because in Hebrew, what comes first is most important. How can the offering of ashes be first? It sounds so ridiculous. But the priest is going to break the protocol. He's going to wear his garments. He's going to go up the elevation altar. And he's not going to take all the ashes. He's just going to take a handful of ashes. Now, I want you to understand, dawn is breaking when he does this. He is not doing this, child of God, in the daytime. He is not doing this in the morning. He is doing this at dawn. Because God wants you to know that he's about to raise up your ashes at a time called dawn. Dawn is the breaking of the day. Dawn is the breakthrough hour. Dawn is the time when you can no longer have to see the night. Dawn is when the light begins to shine. Somebody ought to say amen. Say this with me. My dawn is about to break. You see, dawn represents the breaking of day. Dawn represents morning has broken. I want you to understand. Again, you see a symbol of the resurrection. Morning has broken. Some of you think that this night is going to last forever. Some of you think the pain will never go away from the death you experienced. Some of you think that it will never end. The loss of your business, the trial you're going through right now. Why did God even bring you here tonight? So that you know there is an expiration on your tribulation. God is saying to you, it's not going to last forever. Morning is going to break out. Night is not forever. Now what is this whole service about that the priest is performing? He's going to go at dawn. First thing he does changes his garments. The entire protocol is changed. He's walking up the elevation altar and he's taking a handful 
only a handful. And do you know what he does? He raises it up to heaven. God is going to do something with your tribulation. God is going to bring elevation out of your tribulation. This means what you've gone through is going to be used for the glory of God. All of your pain is going to be used for gain in the kingdom. Can I get a witness somewhere? Taking that pain. See, we can't even begin to understand God's love for us. We can't even begin to understand how God associates himself with our suffering. We can't even begin to understand that God is so identifying in the scriptures. You see, every time we see documented details concerning these things, this is God saying, I validate you. This is not like a man who you tell your problem to and they just say, get over it. This is not like somebody who says, you know what? Wow, that's really great. And it's so irrelevant to someone. But God says, your personal pain is so precious to me that he takes a handful of the ashes. First thing that's done in the temple. It's another kind of sacrifice. It's the sacrifice of the night seasons. You're still serving God, but you don't feel like it. In the night season, you're, you might feel like even you're going through the motions of ministry and you might even feel like you lost touch with the Spirit of God, but you've been faithful. You're going through trials and tribulations and you don't see anything, but you still keep serving God. God is saying, this is what I'm going to do with that pain. I'm going to elevate it. I'm going to use it for my glory. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time cannot be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. For a light affliction is but for a moment, but it worketh for us a far more and exceeding eternal weight of glory. The Bible says, blessed be the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we might be able to comfort others with the same comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. And somebody ought to give God the praise. Nehemiah was looking for those stones the same way the Holy Ghost is looking for your stones. The same way Nehemiah sanctified every stone and lifted it up to heaven before he put it in the wall. I want you to understand this is a type and a shadow of God saying when the tears were rolling down your face, when you couldn't sleep at night, when your heart was breaking and you wondered why is God allowing this to happen? God wants you to know that he's going to use you for his glory. He's going to allow, he allows 
cause everything to happen, but he is going to take what you've been through and use it so astronomically for his glory. You are going to see that you are going to receive divine compensation for all your tribulation. He is going to give you double for your shame and somebody ought to shout the victory. Beloved, this is your moment, miraculous moment with the presence of God. I believe today, those of you that have watched this telecast are about to receive an impartation from the power of the Holy Spirit because the word of God has been delivered to you today. You know, beloved saints, when Nehemiah went into the city of Jerusalem to rebuild it, he went to the ash heap and he pulled up the stones that were under the ash heap and he raised them to heaven and sanctified every stone. You know the name Nehemiah is a type and a shadow that prophetically prefigures Nehemiah, the Holy Spirit, the Lord who comforts. Did you know that the Holy Spirit right now is going under the ash heap? He's looking at the stones. He's picking up the pieces. The areas of your life that you buried under the burden of heartache and sorrow, he is going to lift those stones and he's going to raise them up and he's going to use the very pain in your life to train for greatness. He's going to use those painful places and turn them into purpose for the glory of God. Today, beloved, I want to believe God with you. I want to believe God that every ruined place, every place of pain, every place of desolation will become a place of divine compensation and supernatural multiplication to be used for the glory of God. Let us pray right now. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus for every beloved saint of God that is watching this telecast today to be raised up to a level, Father God, that they've never been before. Lift them up out of the ashes and cause them to go forward to their future. Lord God, I thank you that the promise of this season is that the glory of the second is going to be greater than the former. I thank you, Lord, for Ezekiel 36, verse 11. Here's a word for someone right now. The Lord is saying, I'm going to establish you back in your old estate. That means God's bringing you back to a place of promise you feel driven out of. And he is also saying, I'm going to do better to you than in your beginnings. That means a better than before anointing. Someone right now who feels a sense of loss, a sense of hopelessness. God is saying to you, the moment right now that the Spirit of God is speaking. It's a moment of hope. It's a moment of destiny. It's a moment of God doing a new thing. You're not going to remember the former things. God is also telling me that there's someone that went forward in ministry and you got so discouraged 
because you began to start the ministry out and then all of a sudden you came up against a brick wall and you wondered, is this really God's will? Well, God wants you to know that he is removing the blocks. He wants you to go forward in faith and speak to the mountain, speak to the wall, speak to the mountain, command that mountain to become a plane. This is why Zechariah says in the sixth chapter, the fourth chapter, that the mountain shall become a plane. God wants you to know if you speak to it, just command it. Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in your heart that you shall receive whatsoever things you say. So speak to that mountain right now, the word of faith, the word of the living God, that mountain is going to move. And God wants you to know that it is his will. It is his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Right now, I also feel that someone that has been in a time of great distress in their family, someone that has been going through a time of test in their business. Here's what I hear God saying. It's clear as a bell. God is saying the Joseph anointing. Someone is going to be called out of the backfield and you are going to be placed into a position of administration. God also wants you to know that you are getting great favor because this is the moment of favor. God is favoring Zion. This is the moment that we take back the territory. Psalm 102 verse 33 says, this is the time to favor Zion. So God wants you to know this is God's miraculous moment in your life. God is saying, the time has come to favor you. The time has come to favor Zion. Psalm 102, verse 13. God is saying, it's time not for failure. It's time for favor. So go forward in the name of Jesus. Pick yourself up out of the dust and go forward and know that God is going to do a new thing. I'm hearing God say, loose yourself from the shackles and go forward into the great thing that God has prepared for you. But here's a very powerful word from the Lord for someone. I'm hearing God say, your enemy is not going to triumph over you. I hear God saying, you are the head and not the tail. And by this, you are going to know that God favors you because your enemy is not going to triumph over you. God is saying he's going to reward you for walking with Christ. And this is why, beloved saints, it's so important when you're in the middle of the test because God wants to give you the best, that you don't resent anyone that you don't gossip about anyone, put a guard on your mouth. David said, I will guard my tongue while the wicked is before me. Take heed, be like a deaf man that heard not. Be like a dumb man that doesn't speak. Don't let your emotions control you. You control those emotions through the power of the Holy Spirit. And know that God will reward you so mightily for holding your tongue, for not speaking evil, for doing doing good to those who hate you and praying for those who despitefully use you. Watch and see, you're going to win the battle and be so rewarded that the reward is going to be something that man cannot give you. Thank you for joining us today on the Prophetic Word Telecast. 
And if you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I want to invite you to do that right now. You know, beloved saints, Jesus. And for those of you that have never made him Lord, Jesus is the one who loves you so dearly. He wants to be your closest companion and your very best friend. Some of you may ask the question, if, if a person was to ask you, who was the person who loved you the most in your entire life? Some of us could say our grandma. Others of us could say our auntie. Some can say my father. Some can say my mother. But some have no one to answer that question. No person that they really felt safe with, that they really felt loved. But I want you to know there is someone that loves you so much. There is someone who loves you better than your best friend. There is someone who loves you better than any person on this earth. Someone who is going to be with you through thick and thin. Someone who will never leave you or forsake you. And that person is Jesus Christ. He wants to forgive your sin and deliver you from the chains of bondage. It's not your righteousness. It's his. So right now, you can say this prayer with me and you can experience that glorious experience of passing from death unto life. You can receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Wash me clean from sin. I accept you now as my personal savior. Now, beloved, he's going to put his hand on you and I believe you're going to be used for the glory of God. Would you say this part of the prayer with me also? I surrender my life. Use me for your glory. Send me forth to be your disciple and to shake nations for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Beloved, if you said that prayer, call the number on your screen. And today, I also want to invite you to become involved with us, to become involved with the vision of God, being part of kingdom building. And you can do that through the ministry of Hesed. Hesed is the Hebrew word for love in action, which is loving kindness. Loving kindness means you are showing love to someone who has no ability to ever show it back to you. And Really, the orphans, the poor, the fatherless, the strangers are really those who in the natural don't have a way to pay it back, but they give us much more than anything of this world could ever give by just being able to give Hesed to them. I invite you to become part of our orphan feeding programs all over the world. You can be part of our abandoned elderly program or be part of helping pastors in India that are under 
different types of stress with COVID-19 and with all of the stress of so many struggles of proclaiming the gospel. You can also be part of proclaiming the gospel in Pakistan. You can be part of helping poor impoverished pastors and be part of our worldwide Hesed ministry. The announcer will tell you how. Today, I invite you to become part of that powerful program that will change your life. Thank you for joining us on our telecast today. We want you to know that your love is greatly appreciated. We'd like to invite you to take this opportunity to donate to our Hesed Global Missions. Let the love of Jesus shine on you today. You can help our feeding programs in Masaka, Uganda, and Kampala, Uganda, help educate children in India. We are raising up Christians who have been violated of their human rights in Pakistan through the Dr. Michelle Corral Sewing School. There are so many initiatives that need your seed. Become a part of Hesed Worldwide Global Initiatives today. Text Hesed to 77977 or visit our website, breathofthespirit.org, and click donate to donate via PayPal. Thank you on behalf of the thousands that are helped every day by this ministry. 